Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. It's your host, Heather McMahon. I'm thrilled to bring in my guest here in a second, but I just kind of wanted to intro him. This is my buddy, Andrew T. Collin, and he's an incredible stand-up comic. And I went on his podcast and we had such a good time. I said, Andrew, you got to come on mine. And um, I really want to get some more hot, straight men on this podcast, because when I find the good ones, you know, ladies, I'm always trying to share it with you. He's newly single. So, you know, definitely check him out on the gram. Listen, here's the deal. I genuinely adore this guy. He's like one of my dear friends. He's so funny. He's opening up for Nikki Glaser on the road right now. If you get to see either of them anywhere on the road, run, do not walk to see them. He's so funny. He's so great. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to my linen couch, Andrew T. Collin. I have a very judgmental, bitchy guest today. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he already said my operations bootleg because we're recording in my on my couch. First of I'm all, sorry when I did your podcast that it was all fancy. And I gave you a lovely introduction. I said, this woman is changing the world. This woman is bigger than UNICEF. I UNICEF? Can't even say- <laughs> God bless you. Um, I don't. I, okay. Handkerchief? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Andrew T. What does a T stand for? Uh, tickle cock. Tickle cock. Colin. <laughs> yeah. No, it's Todd. Todd. I hate the name Todd. Andrew Todd Colin, who's an incredible comic. I we tried. met in Atlanta. You were opening for Nikki Glazer. You're on my couch right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast, Andrew. I feel like, okay, this is going to sound weird. I feel yeah, like we're we best e- friends. We are best friends. I feel like we knew each other in a previous life. I do too. Okay. And it wasn't good. No, it was. We were in a female prison together. <laughs> Geronimo. What's it called? Guantanamo. Guantanamo. Yeah. Handkerchief. <laughs> okay. This is going to be a giggly podcast. This very- is a silly giggly podcast. Cause I feel like honestly, when I have like my girlfriends on, we don't even giggle this much. Why? Just cause I feel like you're giggly. Yeah. We have the same kind of sense of humor. I know. Do you think? I know. And I match other people's and this right. is what I want to match. This yeah. is what I want every time. Mm-hmm. And I don't get this every time from people. So then I got to be like, Oh, so you have anxiety. Oh, that's sad. Right. Right. But I just want to, yeah. I just, I just wanna, like to giggle. I want to giggle. Because apparently in comedy, it's got to be serious nowadays. All, what are you doing? You got to yeah. talk about politics. You got to talk about I don't know geopolitical. Shit. I don't know shit about the, you know. the Ukraine? Con- Ukraine. Don't know where it is. And I'm not trying to be ignorant about it. I just truly, like, I know to stay in my lane. My lane is talking about. Lane Bryant. Lane Bryant. 
Exactly. There it is. There it is. I don't even else? know what Lane Bryan is. It's a. It's like a thick chick store. <laughs> oh, so that was a dig. It was a dig. <laughs> and honestly, I'm down two pounds. So honestly, Andrew, get the fuck out of my apartment right now. Wow. Don't treat me like Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Political. I watched Chernobyl. Have you seen Chernobyl? God, can we get into it? Okay, we can get into it. This is an absolutely not for me. One, thought it was a comedy. Two, thought it might have been, it was a mini series, variety series. So I thought it was maybe like a musical, like the Hamiltons. You know what I mean? It was not. I know that. The plural? Yeah, Hamiltons? the Hamiltons. Because Hamiltons, there's like eight different versions of Hamilton. There's like six different albums. I watched this on the plane to LA last week. Oh, you're talking about that, that like the docs, the show, like John Adams, that kind of show, not the musical Hamilton. No, I'm talking about the musical Hamilton. I thought Chernobyl, because it was a miniseries, I thought it was going, to, they were going to portray it like Hamilton, like the musical. You I thought just, they were going to rap about uh, sort of nuclear power destruction? Yeah. And then in the first 30 seconds, everyone's faces are melted <laughs> off. I just didn't see it coming. Okay. Okay. You didn't know anything about Chernobyl? I, mean, I didn't know much. I thought it was like in the 1800s. I, this was like 20 years ago. I really, not the 1800s, but no bullshit. Like right. 1920, I, 1925. I thought the same thing. We were alive. It, it happened the year I was born. 87, I think. Yeah, I was 80. I, I remember, I, I remember when we, I was a kid, they would have us because of the Cold War mm-hmm. or whatever, when everyone was getting the sniffles. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sniffles. I, they would have us like hide under the desk. I remember like having a- Oh, you like, were doing Cold War drills. Yeah, Cold War drills. I only did tornado drills in my school. Yeah. But that's what happens when you go to private school in Georgia. I went to private school in Florida. We had other, we had, we were on the water. There were tornadoes there. Did you And do, hurricanes. Oh, did you have to do hurricane drills? Uh, no, because it was during the summer we were off school. Oh, that's right. That's right. We hurricane season failing. starts June. Yeah. June to October, right? Somewhere around there. Um, so Sorry. we talked about this yeah, before. So Chernobyl. So Chernobyl. We talked about this before. We're private school kids and we're very proud of it. And I don't think people realize that we've struggled too. What was your life like in Florida at private school? Oh man. So I started private school in fourth grade. I went to public school. I did not do well in public school. I was such a little Jewish boy in a, right. where there were no Jews. I went to this one school. It was all black people. It was in Fort Pierce Elementary. I remember the second day of school, a kid cut my ass with scissors <gasps> and uh, I was so little. And uh, then I hit my head. I was running around in PE and I hit, I ran into a pole and uh, I don't know. And I sliced my head. So you got stabbed, sliced your head open and your parents were like, we're throwing you back in private school. Yeah. We're going, first time. Okay. Yeah. First time. And then I couldn't get into the honors program in public school because I couldn't get a 130 IQ. Right. My mom said I had a 128. I think it was closer to 110, to be honest. Yeah, Maybe I'm, under a hundred. I'm looking at you now for <laughs> sure thinking it was like under a hundred. Just like I can look at your face and go, not Mensa. I have 87. Fa- I, yeah, I have Mensard. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I could say that. Can it's you fun. say that? It's a mixture yeah. of, uh, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a combo. It's, you're, you're a comedian. It's, it's number fine. two. Um, so I end up, so my mom in fourth grade puts me in this private school. It's all Christian. Yeah. And I'm this little Jewish kid. And uh, right away, they were, I swear to God, I was called a bagel and like Jew head by fifth grade. I didn't even know where these kids were getting it from. But so that was kind of tough. So right away I felt kind of out of place. Yeah. But, uh, and I would travel an hour to school every day, which is pretty far. That's uh, yeah, very far. Yeah, And we had to wear uniforms. We had the blue, you know, the, I love uniforms. It's easy. It's easy. When I got to college, I had no idea how to dress myself. Yeah. It does uniforms simplify like, life. It does. It simplifies life, but I'm okay as a Christian, but I'm also technically Jewish. I'm upset that you were, you were teased. Dude, it, it was, 
It was bad, but not, but I also like I won prom king too, but as a virgin. So I don't know if it was like a if it was like a, okay. a ruse, right? Like I don't know if it was a carry situation, right? I didn't get blood pouring on me, but gravy, sauce, gravy, biscuits, and gravy. Well, that's being in the south. Hey, that's that, Florida that down there. They just they just popped by the Cracker Barrel before <laughs> they went to prom, and they just threw some gravy on you. They threw the gravy on. So um, you're I, really perched up on my couch right now. I was now. getting like I was too relaxed. I didn't feel, I feel like I'm not going to be silly enough. I'm going to just start talking droopy like this because I'm going into your couch. Okay, hold on. You got to sit back. Sorry. Yeah. There's going to be a little wrestling on here. Sorry, guys. So um, anyways, I'm kind of jumping all over the place. So no, then I started in fourth grade and then like, you know, I, I met some, I made best friends with the starting quarterback and uh, he was like the most popular kid. I always did that. I always became friends with the most popular kid. Yeah. I was never number one, but I was a strong number two. That's good. And um, I started, I remember I kissed my first girl in fourth grade. Mm -hmm. We bumped noses. I didn't turn sideways. Jennifer mm -hmm. Hazelwood, shout out. <laughs> Thanks for breaking up with me because I wouldn't give you tongue. Uh, really? Yeah. She was a freak in the fourth grade? <laughs> I don't know. Well, she she was a sixth grader, you know. Oh. Yeah, I know. I, I kissed my first boy, like real kiss, like in fourth grade, and I kissed him. We were in line for carpool. For what? For carpool. Oh, carpool. And I tagged Who's him. Wait, how do you say this? Carpool. How do you say you it? You said it like carpal tunnel. Oh, no. Carpool. <laughs> carpool. Carpool. Did I say, carpool. I say, sorry. Carpool. Yeah. Carpool. I was in, I was in line for carpool. So I, ta I tapped this guy, Danny Arizari, and I, and I kissed him. And I said, I have a secret to tell you. And then he turned to like, look at me. You me too, your first I'm person. Dude, I really and what did. did he do? I've always been the aggressor. I'm yeah. waiting for a lawsuit to come out. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? He, he was kind of like, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I was also a big kid. So I was like three times his height. It, honestly, when I look back, I probably took advantage of the situation. It my height, like my it. weight. It was a lot of things. Danny couldn't really escape. But then he ended up being my boyfriend for like three months, I think. because After I, that? Yeah, because I intimidated him. Yeah. And then he was just like, this big bitch won't leave me alone. You know. Yeah. And that's pretty much the story That's pretty much life. the story. Yeah. I mean, it's good it started early. Yeah. When, when, when was your first real boyfriend? My first real boyfriend? Um, high school. Oh, yeah. High school. Like, well, like a senior and you were a sophomore. Yeah. He went to a different private school yeah. and he's married with two kids now, but I'm still like a hundred percent sure he's gay. Who do you lose your virginity to? Oh, this guy actually was my <laughs> freshman year of college. I lost a freshman year. In yeah. College. Cause I was like, you know, you do everything, but you dry hump enough in high school. You know, I was given BJ's. I'm not proud of I dry it. I humped in college. I would, I would come in my pants <laughs> and then I would, I would. <laughs> I would just come in my pants and then I would just throw away the underwear. I went through like 40 pairs of underwear. Your mom's like, why am I sending so many Costco mega packs? <laughs> you think my mom was sending me care packages? Yes, she did. You have a Jewish mother. Yeah, of and course I told she was her, sending I told you her underwear. about to come. She right. was cool about it. Right. She's like, you got to stop. Here's the thing. I just have a feeling I'm going to have boys because I feel like I'm a boy mom. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I could be a girl mom, but I just have a feeling I'm going to end up like birthing a hockey team. So I just need to prepare myself for that. Yeah. I could see you being the cool mom. Right. But then your kid despising you for it. Like everyone loves mm -hmm. the cool mom except their own kid. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then he's just like, I, he never hugs me back. One of those. And I'm a Pisces and I need to be held and loved. 
It's like, it's not about you, mom. Right. This party's not about you. And I'm like, but Jack, it is. Steve, and Deborah want, like, we're just hanging out. And you I'll don't have like, to bring over fucking beer bong. You're not that cool, mom. And I'd say, listen, first of all, Deborah's my friend. <laughs> she's, she's also going to be a Delta. She's, yeah. Like, literally, Deborah. If my kid brings home a girl <laughs> named Deborah, she's 57 years old, Andrew. Smoking fucking Newports. Yeah, smoking With, Newports. Um, okay, so you were, you were like second tier cool. You can move the pillows. No, no, this is no, all there's, fun. No, there's I'm having fun over here there's, i swear to god i'm not uncomfortable i know that you want to like control how i sit but there's but, too many pillows not enough time okay okay got it <laughs> got it okay but back to chernobyl so <laughs> which is essentially you know both it, of our lives private school private school so yeah so then like um do we really want to get in chernobyl or do we want to go to back to private school? no let's go back to private school okay so i end up uh Throughout, I, pl- I stayed at the same school, St. Edwards in Vero Beach. And then there, I had some great friends, like great memories, but right. just some anti-Semitism. It was just like, there wasn't a lot of diversity. I never had a girlfriend throughout high school. Mm-hmm. I just like, I was short. I was small, little hands, mm-hmm. you know, it's not good. No. Um, and then like, I just felt like I did. I just felt like an outsider a little bit. And then I was like, oh, when I go to college, oh, I'll change, you know? Right. That, that didn't get any better. Right. No, it did. I actually, I got stabbed when I visited college. Well, you went to school in New Orleans. Yeah. First time I visited Tulane, I, I was visiting my brother and his roommate was an ex-Navy SEAL. And uh, he was playing with a knife. This was the first day I was there. I was like right. all excited. I had on a Gap shirt and stuff. Of course. You know, tucked in with with Banaka in my pocket. Oh, ready Banaka to go. Banaka was the jam. Yeah, dude. I was spraying everything. Two squirts. You're ready to deep throat. <laughs> and I know that's that was your specialty. Yeah. It was. I had to loosen up. Yeah, for sure. I had like four condoms, you know, just in case. Yeah, Bring yeah, yeah. an extra three uh-huh. pack plus one. Listen, my buddy went to Tulane. He almost didn't make it through. For Like he was hazed so bad at, at his fraternity. He showed up one day just at my like, yeah. my apartment. And I met him. He's actually really good friends with my fiance. But I met him through my girlfriend, Christina. And he just showed up. He's like, I just need to sleep here. He drove all the way from Tulane to Oxford, Mississippi. Because like something happened and he couldn't talk about it. And he just showed up like in the middle of the night and was like, can I just sleep on your couch. Like and we were shaking like, in the rain. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, yeah, of course you can. And he never talked about it. And then he like left the next day and just didn't talk about it. So I'm waiting if like, we're going to find out like someone died. I didn't ask. Did you kiss him? No, I did not kiss him. No, no, no. Didn't kiss him. I interrupt the podcast to tell you, you know, guys, I am all about living your truth. And I've told you this from the beginning. Well, this is my truth. I am so done with products that pretend to be good for you that just basically aren't. That's why I'm obsessed with Playa hair care products. I found them in a Sephora one day and they truly changed my life. I like to look at the labels and actually know what's in the ingredients because they only use clean, naturally derived ingredients and everything they make is free of SLS and parabens. Why would you put parabens in your hair and on your body. <laughs> Think about it, Claire, okay? If you're like me and you don't have time to wash your hair every day and will do whatever it takes to preserve like your three-day-old blowout, you'll love their New Day Mist. These products smell like you've been transported to Mexico for like a luxurious beach vacation. I'm talking like Cabo at the montage, having a moment. And here's the deal. They work on all hair types. I use the New Day Mist all the time. I get up, I spritz it through my hair, and I feel like a new woman. If you want to try my favorite hair care brand ever, truly, I mean this from the like the bottom of my soul, I love Playa, then here's the deal. This is your chance. They are offering 20, 
20% off their products with the code ABSOLUTELY. All you have to do is head to their website, www.playabeauty.com, and I promise you'll be ready to toss all of your old hair care products out the damn door. That's right. We're talking about Playa Hair Care. Just make the change. Listen, they're obviously um, sponsoring the podcast now, but I have been an OG Playa girl for the longest time. The products will change your life. They're clean. They're great. They're fabulous. Your hair and you will thank me later. Again, that's 20% off. Go to playabeauty.com and use my code absolutely. Now back to the podcast. I mean, when I think back, like I've been with Jeff for so long, but when I think back of like, you know, just Mm -hmm. everything before we talked about this on your podcast, it's like, I had a good time. You know what I mean? But I was like you, I was so afraid that I was going to get just straight up chlamydia. I mean, knock on wood, I've ne- I have never gotten an STD. Can I just I be honest? I got an AIDS test when I was still a virgin. You did? Yeah, because you were just panicking. Because I fingered a girl and I bite my nails. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, that's what I told the doctor. And he he literally responded like this. He laughed like, yeah, yeah. it was unbelievable. Yeah, he's like, you're good. He's like, yeah. uh, sir, like, what did you, I, dude, I've, I'm a, I was such a hypochondriac right. until like literally three years ago. Right. I drove myself to the ER thinking I was choking to death one time because I was having a panic attack. I'm crazy. You know, I never had panic attacks until after my dad passed. And then I had one in the Costco <laughs> parking lot. I did not know what was happening. I thought I was full blown heart attack. I'd never had one. Dude. And now I get them like once a year, mm-hmm. but I know how to like kind of talk myself down, but it's terrifying. Dude, it's so terrifying. Do you get them a lot? I did. I'm yeah. on Zoloft now. So that helps. So that's, a, that's a, and I don't drink. Okay. And that helps. Yeah, that helps. And you eat somewhat right. It just like you could do a lot of things to manage your brain. Right. But you don't. I didn't know what anxiety or depression or panic was. I just right. thought like, oh, I'll just drink more Jaeger. That's right, what right, I should right, do. Right. Oh, I should have a Jaeger bomb? Right. I'll put Red Bull in my system because mm-hmm. I feel great now. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times like I had, I did mushrooms and the next day I had a panic attack for the first time ever. Well, it's because your serotonin levels are so fucked up, right? Maybe. I don't know. And then it set me off for like. Really? So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it started. I feel like it started then. A lot of times. I would get a lot of panic at dinner. Like mm-hmm. if I had to sit at dinner with my family, cause like a, my parents divorced and mm-hmm. there was a lot of fighting and I never felt comfortable and we didn't do dinners growing up. So right. that would like spring it. And right. panic is fucking, it's really hard. And if you deal with it, like it's hard to describe it in words, how scary it is. Cause you think, I think sometimes I'm going to literally blow up. Like I'm going to stroke out and blow up. Yeah. Like literally blow up. I had one a month ago and my mom was here. And my godmother was here and, um, I actually, it was weird. Sometimes I, I don't know how to handle my adrenaline anymore. Mm-hmm. And this is going to sound really fucking weird and probably like trite, but I had just co-hosted the today show. So I had the biggest like moment in my career. Right. So I'm like on this high, I went to a lunch with my mom, my godmother, and I had a full blown panic attack afterwards. I don't know if, because I was so excited. My mm-hmm. adrenaline was spiked that when I was coming down, my body freaked the fuck out. And I like was sitting at this like nice restaurant. I was like, I'm going to throw up. I, I can't catch my breath. My heart's racing. Da, da, da. I ran to the bathroom. My mom comes after me and I'm like, mom, I'm having a full blown panic attack. She's like, this was the, one of the best days of your life. Why can't you handle it? Mine don't really happen now. Like in like sad or like mm-hmm. frustrating situations, it comes on after something like cool has happened. I get it. Yeah. No, that happens to me. I think it's just because like, whatever they always say, it's like when you're fighting a bear, but right. I think you are in that instance, like when you're on the today show, you got to be so on, right. so in the moment and you are fighting a bear. You're right. fighting the bear of a millions of people watching. Right. 
really what we should be allowed to do after a moment like that, instead of sitting down at a restaurant, you should come home and lay down in bed and just yeah. smile a little yeah. and look <laughs> at Instagram yeah. and like, and Turn maybe watch off. a fun, like maybe yeah. watch like Days to Confused right. for the 30th time. Right. And just be like, that was, that was cool. Cause right. I get that too. Cause like, I'll do like, I'll open for Nikki at like the Wilbur theater and I'll get this insane high. Right. And it's like, yeah. And then you have to sit there and sit straight up and, and like, like absorb it. Yeah. It's it's hard. It's hard. So what did you do when you told your parents? The hard part too is like, you don't want to seem weak to your parents. Like right. there's like a weakness aspect to it that right. I can't control my own brain, but I'm not crazy. I don't want, you don't want people to no, think it's you're crazy. Just like, it's like you, it's like your fight or flight. Yeah. I mean, I had all these things where like my, like cortisol is through the roof. Like after my dad passed, it's very interesting to find like the mind body connection because I would wake up and just like full sweat, even though emotionally I was working through it. I had a great relationship with my dad, but there is still trauma around death. And I literally would wake up and like, I would just be sitting I went to the doctor's office one day and I sweat through everything. Like the plastic, like the, the wax paper sheet. They were like, are, are, what's your, what, yeah. what is your central nervous system doing? I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. I'm just so fucking nervous right now. And then I just struggled with that for like two years. And now I'll get panic attacks every now and then, but it's just the weirdest thing. I know you can't control. It's like, I'm emotionally happy as a clam right now. Why can't I control this? I don't know. I think it's it's a reason why you're so good at what you do because Mm -hmm. you're probably like a little anxiety driven. You're hypersensitive. Right. You know, that's why you are your observation. You're such an observational comedian because you've, you've see everything. Also, your job is kind of dependent on it now because people want to know like how you're feeling about being at UPS and not liking the guy in front of you who's clipping his toenails (laughs) for some reason. So that like shit affects. So you're always like that. So you're always on. Yeah. So you're constantly on the Today Show and your fucking crazy little brain there. And I do it, too. You're you're always on stage. I was. But yeah. And yeah. Yeah. You're always on like and until Zoloft and until getting like real help. Right. Like I didn't. I, I couldn't control that. And I thought I needed that to be funny. I thought right. I needed that to like, to see things or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I'm dealing with that. T- my mom is sick right now and I don't deal with it well right. at all. My mom has COPD from smoking. So really? she's on like oxygen. Wow. And, uh, how long did she smoke for? Uh, three days. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you, somebody came up to my, to me at my dad's funeral and literally was like, cause my dad died of cancer, but it was pancreatic. And they were like, Oh, was your dad a smoker? Oh Ask me that God. at the funeral. And I go, he was, but it wasn't long. Like, like what the fuck, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like what, what is that about? Like someone wants to be proven right. Like they want who the fuck knows. Yeah. That's an absolutely not for me on the absolutely not podcast is people when they find out, like when they come up and they just want to throw out, you yeah, know, yeah, unwarranted were, medical yeah. questions. So also, she has COPD. Also, like, I hate when I do this yeah. and I, it's a pet peeve of mine that I do it. Uh-huh. If I find out that someone dies like younger than me mm-hmm. or somewhere around, I want to know how, like mm-hmm. right away. Like, and people so, always write on Facebook, they're like, Jeff died. He was such an amazing man. Uh, and you just write, how? 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 <laughs> <laughs> and it's me with dealing with projecting because I'm afraid to die. Right. And I want to know, well, right. if he could die, he looks healthier than me. That guy had a six uh-huh. pack. And then you find out he was putting dirty needles in his penis. Yeah. You know, something horrific. Thank God. Thank God. Because it's not natural. Right. Right. It's not old age. It's like Chris Rock's bit when he's calling everyone to see if they have AIDS. Like Mm -hmm. he was going to get an AIDS test. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, Jennifer died. How'd she die? 
Oh, she got hit by a bus. Thank the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, yeah, my mom is sick and, and, uh. And your dad's an oncologist. Yeah. My dad got cancer too. Really? What kind? Breast cancer, which is like a joke in itself. Yeah. Yeah. I know. One out of a hundred, like one guy to every hundred women get breast cancer. Wow. And my dad had some nice big old titties, which probably doesn't help. Right. Um, and I have gotten pretty good tits, so I'm a little worried myself, but yeah, no, it was terrible. He, um, he retired from being an oncologist with a cancer doctor and he, um, he was working out and he was sore and he was in the shower and he just felt his own. Br- I mean, it's yeah. gotta be weird to be an oncologist and feel a lump and know exactly what it is, what it is. Yeah. Wow. So he had the, he got a mastectomy, uh, where they cut your balls off. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they mm-hmm. put it on your chest. Yep. Yep. I think yep. that's what it is. <laughs> that is exactly what it is. Your dad got a mastectomy. Yeah, so he got wow. his left tit cut off and he jokes. He's like, he's amazing, man. Because like, he's like, Oh, I'll get the other one cut off and send I'll, I'll help my golf swing. <laughs> <laughs> Glass half full baby. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, man, I'll make the tour if I could just get the other one. You know, that's the only yeah. thing holding me back. Can I tell you, as a golfer, I golfed in high school mm-hmm. and um, I developed like I literally between j- summer of junior year and senior year, I got like double D brass overnight. And my golf coach pulled my dad aside and he was like, I don't know how to tell because I was on varsity golf. He's I don't like, know how to tell you, but your daughter's tits yeah. are dope. He literally <laughs> said, he's like, uh, hey, uh, Mr. McMahon, I don't know how to tell you this, but um, we're gonna have to rework Heather's swing because I had like, you know, I had a coach. I had like, a, you know, a, a professional swing coach, all this shit because that, that golf is life when you're from the South. And literally he was like, I don't know how to tell you this, but um, Heather kind of developed over the summer. We're going to have to rework that swing. So, I, and then I was like, I can't pursue this. And this was honestly my way out. I was like, dad, my tits are too big. I can't play professionally. It just, it is what it is. Cause my dad really wanted me to be in the LPGA. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not ready for that life. It's a lot of khaki. It's just not, it's not my journey. I still play golf, but it's not my journey. So my tits saved my golf career. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> you know, you see, I, I tell your dad, I empathize and I yeah. get why he wants them removed. <laughs> They actually helped me out. Yeah, they did help. They you helped out. me out. Well, you realize you can, you know, you don't need a skill anymore. You right. have tits. I got tits. Yeah. Um, but um, that's crazy. So, so your mom has COPD now. Did she, when your parents were together, did they get divorced when you were young? We had 13. Okay. Fought a ton, all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now what, what happens when you have COPD? Your lungs are, are like, like 20%. Wow. Capacity. She has to be on oxygen all the time. Wow. It's debilitating. You right. can't reverse it. Right. Lung transplant is insanely invasive. It's so weird. Like she was trying to get a lung transplant and you have to be like sick enough to be like on the top of the list. Right. But also strong enough to handle. Right. The transplant. So you have to be like, able to like do an Iron Man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do I you mean, run marathons <laughs> with 20% of your lung capacity? Cause if you do, then we can maybe operate. Yeah. It's pretty much it. It's what crazy. It's crazy. And I hope you don't mind that I ask. I was, no, um, you could ask anyone. I, I feel oddly like comfortable. Like when you're like, how'd they die now when I meet somebody and they're like, Oh, you know, it's such and such past. I'm always like, Oh, well how? And I don't even realize that other people aren't necessarily ready to share. Yeah. Cause I feel like I'm an open book. I'm like, Oh, it was pancreatic cancer. And this would happen. And I'm like oddly comfortable sharing it. But I have to remember that some people, are like it's none of your fucking business i know anytime someone says uh it's not none of your business mm-hmm. it's the only thing i want to talk about uh, me too it's the only thing i want to talk you're about. like well you just you know opened that yeah 
I just want to talk about like, why did your wife leave you? Yeah. Why are you sad? Why right. are you dealing with, because those are the most humanistic things and it connects us all. And we all try to avoid it because right. we, no one wants to seem weak. It's the strongest thing you can do. Like I remembered it. I was like, dude, I could throw a fucking football 50 yards. I don't need help, you know, right. or my life isn't so bad compared to right. someone in middle East that's dealing with shit. And it's like, that's all we do. And then we're like, Oh no, you know what? Like, you're suffering. You're yeah. dealing with it. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, the mom stuff is just like, I, I tend to avoid it. Like I'll right. like, and I, is she remarried? Mm-hmm. So she's dealing with it on her own and she is still in Florida. She's in Florida. She's in Palm beach. Do you have any siblings down there? My grandmother, but she's like a hundred. Right. So it's just you and your brother, right? I have two brothers oh. and then I have step family too. I got, I got redneck step family. I got Jake the Snake. Oh, oh there's damn. a whole nother. Yeah. In Florida. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. Jake, Regina, and Melanie. Oh, uh, Regina. Jake loves surfing. Uh-huh. Every picture he's with a dead fish. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to tell Wearing you. Wearing a lot of Salt Life t shirts. Yeah. He is Salt Life. It's so, one yeah. thing he doesn't have to wear the shirt. Right. To know. You just it, look in his blue eyes and know <laughs> that that boy is salt till he dies. <laughs> He's a walking bass. He's a snook. Yeah. He's a freaking dude. I've said this for a long time. People make fun of me being from Georgia. Like people who don't know the South. And mm-hmm. they're like, wow, Georgia rednecks. I'm like, no, 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 no. I will take this to my grave. Like Florida rednecks are another level <laughs> of backwoods It's kind of like bullshit. Louisiana rednecks. Yeah. Because yeah, you got the swamp. You, you know, got the swamp. I think water does something to you. Yeah. Uh, well, when I was just doing the tour down in Florida, we were driving from, and I drove past your town, Port St. Lucie. We were driving from West Palm to Tampa. So you got to go basically across the state. And I kept seeing all these ads for Everglades University. And I'm like, one, who the fuck goes to Everglades University? And I asked everybody in Tampa, not a single person raised their hand. I'm like, what the fuck is a mascot for Everglades University? Like a baby arm dangling out of a gator's mouth. Like, why would you ever go to Everglades University? They were like, that's not a real college. Nobody goes there. But people like in the middle of Florida go My there. My stepbrother graduated from there. Okay, great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He was a magna cum laude today. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. He drove an airboat. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like the idea of like, what's the bet? Like Everglades, you got airboat. Uh huh. You got airboat two (laughs) and airboat three. That's all you get. You get on airboat and you take that thing and you get a job as a guide. Yep. I went on an airboat thing in the Everglades first time. Like I grew up in Florida. My dad does from New York, Mm -hmm. and my mom's from Chicago. Yeah. Met my dad was in Chicago medical school, and then they moved to Miami, and I that's where I was born. And then um, but like my dad, they weren't like beach people. They were like there were, you know, northerners that were living in Florida. So I wasn't like involved. I was in salt life. I wish I was though. Part of me, like I regret like not. I never understood people who moved to Florida and don't live by the beach. Like to me, that's a character flaw. It's it's insane. I lived in Orlando for like two years. The fuck was that? Did you see that? Yeah. It's just South Cato. It's my fucking neighbors. Oh, neighbors. Yeah. Sorry. They like, I swear to God, the guy just like intense bodybuilding upstairs and he just drops the weights. He works out in I his swear apartment. to God, he's like doing Olympic weightlifting in his apartment upstairs. How's he look? Do you hear this? Yeah. Sorry, if you guys are hearing this, the man's just like dropping weights. I've never seen him. I don't want to see him because he's fucking doing this all day. Yeah. Oh my God. Anyways, I'll get my broom out in a second. Man, my neighbor plays music till like two in the morning. I mean, I live out in, in Bushwick, which is like not gentrified yet. And it, it shouldn't be. And my neighbors, these Spanish, like Puerto Rican guys, and they just blast music. Right. And you would think it'd be reggaeton, Tom Petty. And I'm like, really? It's kind of nice. I kind of like this. I grew up on Tom Petty. Tom Petty, to me, 
is just it's it's very nostalgic. Dude, I went to Tom Petty the month before he died. Oh, and uh, he was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how did he die again? Pancreatic cancer? No, no, no. Yeah. That's a horrible joke. That's a, he was a smoker. Fuck. He died of like, I mean, kind of a drug overdose. He had a heart attack. I think it was like, he just mixed some drugs and like, he was a smoker. He right. was actually a smoker and like, whatever. He lived hard. Do you smoke? I don't. Yeah. I've only smoked like nine cigarettes in my life probably. I smoked in college. You yeah. know, you take an Adderall and you pretend to study, but yeah. I was a theater major, so I didn't actually have to study for shit. <laughs> but I was so like jealous of my friends who were yeah. like business majors. So I just like show up at the library and like my, I just come from ballet class and like my leotard and I just like take an Adderall with them and then like stand outside and smoke to be like, yeah, I have a normal college experience. Well, smoking is like cool. It's like romantic. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're in college. Oh, it's so hard. What yeah. am I going to do? You know, I got to learn Macbeth. Oh no. Right, Thou exactly. shall not. I don't, these aren't even real English words. And now if I'm at a party and I'm like, who's got a cigarette? Get it out. Yeah. My hair's going to smell the next day. This, this blowout has to last me a week. Yeah. Dry, dry yeah. bar doesn't pay itself. Exactly. Dry bar. Take that shit outside. What a concept, dry bar. It's genius. Are they going to cut the hair? No, no. No, we're no. just going to just dry comb it. comb it for just a little while. Dry bar where you get your hair combed because <laughs> you're too lazy. It's unbelievable. That's not it at all. <laughs> but what a straight man perspective where they dry bar, where they comb your hair. That's not what they do, Andrew. What, you they go, tell you where to part it? No, they <laughs> blow it out. They blow it dry. Do you know how long it takes to blow dry hair? Yeah, too long. Well, just let it dry natural. What's the difference? How much, different how much different does it look when you go shower? Oh, to, uh, it, it looks different. Yeah. Are Here's you curly natural? No, but I mean, it, it'll just look a little wild. I, Jeff calls me Heath Cat. Okay, whatever. This is so cheesy. Because I wake up and I have like a lion's mane. Like it's just wild mm -hmm. blonde hair, you know, and I'm just ferocious. Why not lean into that? I mean, you're already wearing a cheetah shirt. Just go full fucking Amazon. I know. I and know. Full I love cheetah. Like, there's no cheetah in the Amazon. Well, I don't know why we, we say Amazon. It's no, maybe it's, it's, it's racist. It's, I don't know. No, no. I mean, there's wild cats in the Amazon. Oh, yeah. There's a jaguar for yeah. sure. Okay, which is, you say Jaguar, Jaguar. Yeah, carpool. Yeah. <laughs> carpool. Hey, we were down here in the carpool. What's that? Yeah, they're in the carpool. carpool. We're carpooling. If you're like me and you're trying to get in shape right now and you want cute workout gear, but you refuse to go into these tours and spend $200 on a pair of pants, then guess what? I've got a deal for you. That's right. I'm talking about Fabletics. You know that really cool brand that you've seen on the interwebs and you're like, who created it? Oh yeah, but like adorable Kate Hudson. Well, guess what? She actually is making the best stuff ever. I ordered a pair of the Trinity Highways Pocket Capri Pants and honestly, they suck you in and make you look so good. I was sick and tired of going into a lot of these stores to buy activewear and they didn't have my size, but Fabletics has all of the sizes and I am so here for it. The cool thing about Fabletics is if you go on their website, you do a 60 second like quiz and then they essentially break down all the things on their website that would be perfect for your sense of style. I'm telling you, if you want to get a lot of cool variety in your wardrobe when it comes to athletic wear, check out Fabletics. The cool thing is too, right now, I can give you a deal. That's right. I'm talking about a special inside exclusive deal. You can get two pair of leggings that's usually $99 for $24. All you have to do is go to fabletics.com backslash absolutely not and get two leggings. That's right. For only $24 and also free shipping on orders over $49. I'm telling you, 
I cannot even begin to describe how great these pants are. And the one thing is when you're working out, you're trying to get in shape like I am. You want a plethora. You want a variety. Right now I've been rotating the same like two pair of pants. So I went on fabletics.com backslash absolutely not. And I got some new styles and collections and prints. They're changing things up all the time. So whenever you're on their site, you're always going to get the latest and greatest new trending pieces. Here's the thing. Also a pro tip. If you guys become a VIP with Fabletics, you'll get up to 50% off regular pricing and instant access to their latest collections. Plus the best part is that there's no commitment to order on a regular basis. You can skip any month. So add in your email address and go to famletics.com backslash absolutely not. And uh, you'll get two pair of leggings for 24. That's right. Famletics.com backslash absolutely not. Now back to the podcast. Okay. So you're dealing with some shit. And you're like, here's the thing. You're already even though where you're born, born in, in Miami, but yeah, oh. yeah, but raised two hours north. This is why you'd be perfect for my sister. She was born in Miami. My parents yeah. met in Miami. I feel like if you were born in Miami, you just things happened. Yeah, but I only lived there two years, so I didn't really. I don't consider myself. I don't feel any ties to Miami, right? But. You I know. hate Miami. What do you hate about it? I just do you hate like the I, downtown, like yeah. Collins, when I go to Delano, Miami, to, yeah, yeah. To me, everyone like wants to have their bachelorette party in Miami, or even just like a weekend in Miami. I get down there and I'm just stressed the whole fucking time. Yeah, I don't want to go nightclubbing, and I still drink, but I'm just like everything is too much. And to me, South Beach is a little bit of a. a I think it's you're bamboozled because it's not, you have to walk 65 miles from your hotel pool <laughs> out to actually put your feet in the ocean. You know what I mean? I'm like, I didn't I realize you I needed to wear my Fitbit and get my fucking steps in. It's true. You want a pool? Yeah. But six, you want to be able to roll out of the pool into the ocean and then roll back in. Uh, That's what you want. 45 seconds max. I'm, I'm more of a pool guy next to a beach than on the beach. Right. People that lay in sand blow my mind. I don't get those people really. Oh, I see. I like the beach, but I do love a pool. Yeah. I, I start at the beach. This is the most private school. It really is. I start at the beach, start at the ocean, usually come up to the pool for lunch. <laughs> and then I stay there till the sun goes what down. What do you do for lunch during the day? What do I do for lunch? Like usually like on a vacation. I usually go with like. I hit a ceviche. Are you asking oh, my yeah, order? Yeah, ceviche. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give yeah, me yeah. the thing that's like towered up. Oh, you a know? seafood tower? Oh, seafood tower. Let me tell you what. Where do you even start? Where do we do you go? Start? Do you start on the bottom and work your way up or do you. Well, usually the oysters are at the top. Yeah. Right? No, there's usually some sort of like crab dip at the top. <laughs> so I get the cracker and I get the crab dip and then I get the oysters and then I work my way down to the actual like half shell lobster, you oh. know? I'm I not, love seafood. Oh my god! A fucking crab legs. Get oh. the with the like mustard, the mayonnaise mustard. I the can aioli, just swim in there. The oh. remoulade. Oh. It's a remoulade. You know what I love? Vignette. What is it? Vignette. Yeah, vignette sauce. Carpal. Yeah, carpal. You know the the fucking like like vinegar based. Okay. Well, I used to work at restaurants. Why can I not think of? What I get this? it. I get what vignette. you're saying. Mignonette? I think that's what it's called. Okay. This, you know, the vinegar yeah, sauce. Yeah, short stories. Yes, yes. <laughs> Whatever, I'm yeah. having a stroke. <laughs> that you put in your damn oysters. We both just end this with panic attacks and no, we're we just don't. like crying on the other couch. Do you know that female heart attacks, like the signs for them are, it's literally just like my everyday life. Yes. You get a headache, you kind of have brain fog and your stomach hurts. You don't, it's not like a, you're having a full heart attack, like a man where your left arm goes numb and like the chest pains. 
they literally, I took a CPR class and they were like, yeah, women have heart attacks all the time and they don't know it. I'm like, I have acid reflux every day of my life. Am I having a heart attack? You know, dude, I've gone to the ER. I told you, I've right. driven an ER twice thinking I was having a heart attack, but it was just, but you thought you were reflux. choking. Doesn't know, but oh. the other ones were acid reflux. Okay. And then like, I'd get pain in my lower right yep. here, yeah, like right below my tit and then mm-hmm. it would go into my arm and then yep. I'd be like, well, why is the pain in my arm? Is it my left arm or right arm? Then you're Googling right. Oh, right arm stroke, left arm's heart attack. Yeah. What about no arms? Yeah. What about both yeah. arms? What about, you know, and then you just, If it pulsates yeah. up to your head, you're like, my penis is about to fall off. I wish. Yeah. Cut Wait. it off. Then well, my golf swing so would be big. better. <laughs> yeah. It would help your golf game. Yeah. Because I feel like even if a little bit of yours fell off, you'd still be well endowed. I wish that was the case. I want to tell all your listeners my cock is fantastic. Right. But I have a golf swing cock. Right. You know, Jeff's, it's athletic. Jeff said the other day, Jeff gets such a boner for um, like finances. Like he's my, I call him my financial advisor because he's making me like make an Excel spreadsheet. Okay. And last night we were doing finances and he was like, let me tell you finances. what. I love this so much. My dick just went from six to 12. And I go, is that what it did, Jeff? It went from six. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And he was just like, shut the fuck up, Heather. I'm just trying to make a point that I love Excel spreadsheets. I'm like, this is embarrassing for both of us. It really is. And did he put that in an Excel spreadsheet? Yeah, he did. His his double up? Yep. In a function? Yep. Mm-hmm. Excel? Mm-hmm. I, I was a finance major. I cheated on everything. I don't even know how I graduated. You were a finance major? Dude, I cheated. I cheated on advanced finance. I got an A on on the exam. I didn't bring a calculator in. I didn't even write down work. I just wrote down, you know, 9.037, 6 point, whatever, just the answers. I think my teachers thought it was hilarious. I had to drop Either that out. or they thought it was like Goodwill hunting. Like it was one or the other. Well, like I said, I've looked at you and there's a yeah. lot of special things going on. Yeah, there's bad will, um, the other word. My I can't whole even family's think of it. Mensa except me. Oh, really? <laughs> no, literally. Well, my, my dad was 100% Mensa. My sister's a fucking genius. And then they were like, my got my SAT my, scores yeah. and it was bad. What were you? It was bad. One, two, three, 11, 11, seven. <laughs> 11 10. You idiot. That was the highest. That was a high. I got a thousand the first time. Eleven seventy was on time. I got a nine seventy the, the first time. They gave me the test too, with the answers. And <laughs> no, no, but yeah, it was untimed, and uh-huh. I still got eleven seventy. Well, here's my thing. When, okay, and also if you're listening and you're young, the numbers have like tripled. Ours was out of like fifteen hundred, wasn't it? Sixteen hundred. Okay, so I was still in. It's not terrible. Eleven ten is not terrible. You, it's not great. It's not great. My sister made like a 1580 the first time she took it. She went to Georgia Tech. Okay, actually, this is so funny. When the Lori Laughlin, like Felicity Huffman scandal came out, my sister told me this literally like, this, that was what, like four, five months ago? We were at dinner and my sister's like, oh yeah, well, when we got your SAT scores back, dad called me because my sister was a freshman at Georgia Tech and said, hey, you have to go take your sister's SATs for her. And he was dead serious. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, dad threatened me that he would like cut me off financially if I didn't go and take your SAT scores because he was so worried about how dumb you were that you weren't going to get into college. And my sister was like, no, I'm not doing that, dad. That's illegal. Like, love you, bye. (laughs) And my dad was pissed at her because he was so worried that I wasn't going to get into Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech was never even my path. Like, Why do you I'm a want politician. To, yeah. I was student body president and yeah. like worked the room. Communications. You're a communication. Communications. You're yes. your guru. Yes. You are a genius in that. Thank you. really you. are. But like I you're dropped You're brilliant out of- at, at doing nothing. <laughs> Thank you. At having big tits, not right. playing golf and right. gift of the gab. Gift of the gab. You're a 1680 with gift of the gab. Honestly. And your dad should have known that. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm putting that on my tombstone. We should bury him up. <laughs> And tell him that your daughter is a genius. He, she, you're Mensa. I, I'm sales Mensa. 
Like I, I literally, if I, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to go into like pharmaceutical sales and real estate, it would real be estate, insane. one of those. That's my gift. We should start a show where we, people pitch stuff to us and then we do nothing. And then we just, <laughs> no, we just shut them down. Yeah. We just go, that's a horrible idea. And like, Oh, cure for uh, cancer, pancreatic. Oh, yeah. that means a lot to me. Yeah. But also you're an idiot. Get out of here. <laughs> Your rats are not telling the true story. And, I had an idea. Yeah. I, I, dude, I've had a lot of ideas. You ever have ideas to try to make money? Like before you like comedy was like, can I tell you something? I won invent America at my high school or in elementary. What was the invention? So it was called the lighty nighty buddies. So this is the idea you wore as a little kid. I think this was like seventh grade. So I took those little, the mini beanie babies that you got at McDonald's and I cut them open and I put little flashlights in them. And then I Velcroed them to a pair of flannel pajamas. So it was an invention for little kids. If you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like scared, you just have your little lighty nighty buddy on you and you just squeeze the little beanie baby and it would light up like a little flashlight. But they were like little things that could connect to your pajamas. Fucking genius. Yes. I won. But then let me tell you. So one of the things that you got, you got like this big plaque or whatever, and they gave you two ice creams. So you got to put both. You got to give an ice cream to a friend because I was a fat kid. I hoarded both ice creams. So I put a fudge sickle. I ate one at lunch and then I put another fudge sickle in my book bag. I got up to go to carpal, right? My carpal, carpal. (laughs) Colonel. And my red book bag all of a sudden had fudge sickle melting down the back because, of course, I was such a dumb kid. I didn't think the ice cream's going to melt. Yeah. I mean, you're an inventor. You I'm don't an pay inventor. attention. I don't have time These are for logistics. <laughs> so I'm walking to carpool. Look, Albert mm. Einstein couldn't comb his hair. Thank you. He had fudgical all over him. All over him. So I'm walking to carpool and all of a sudden I feel this like weird sticky stuff going down my leg, which now it looks like I've diarrhea myself. And I was like, my girlfriend, Annie's like, Heather, what is it? I go, oh, fuck. I put that fudge sickle in my book bag. And she looked at me like, you won Invent America, but you saved an ice cream for later and put it in your book bag. <laughs> she was like, wow. So that's me. That's where I always balance myself out. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Big balance. Big, big balance. balance. I, uh, I actually do a dumb, th- I think of a dumb thing and then uh-huh. do a dumber thing. I don't like okay. my balance is just dumbest to dumber. Okay. Like somewhere I, that first of all, that's a great idea. The only thing that that idea, I don't know why it never got picked up. I don't right. know why that's not a thing. I think kids are so afraid of, they need a nightlight. It's right. just you roll over, you could like lay on it right. and it could maybe hurt your leg when you're sleeping. That's, that's my only thing that I'm thinking about. That's true. Honestly, well, you debunked it. So Dude, I had a shark night. tank. I did a fucking science experiment. Yeah. <laughs> Where the science experiment was, does smell affect your taste? Like in like seventh grade or whatever. And so like you give apples and oranges and like whatever, all these different fruits. And then I would cover the nose and then you try the fruit, which you could tell by texture. What fruit is what? I didn't even think of that. Right. I never covered the nose. So kids were getting hundred out of hundred. They're like, that's an apple. (laughs) They're like, "Uh, orange. Orange. (laughs) (laughs) So you didn't do the. The one the thing. Control, the yeah, control. The control. I don't know. This is deep yeah. people are good. Yeah. hundred out of a hundred are guessing. And then like I got home, I was like, oh, I never brought in the clamp or whatever. <laughs> but your t- your science teacher was just like, it's okay, Andrew. It's okay, boy. Yeah, yeah it's you, okay. You know, now You're go the take only the Jew here. Bus. We'll be nice. Yeah. 
It's all right. You're getting a lot of shit for being Jewish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. We're thriving in our comedy careers. And okay, what you were saying earlier, and I won't keep you here too long, but what you were I saying earlier- I can talk to you- I, We could talk all for day long. Six, I, I don't think, I think people would probably end it or drive their car off a cliff, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> I will tell you what. Right. This is the best thing ever. Well, you know what it is? Okay, like we were saying, we're really good at our jobs. Like people yeah. are like, if you didn't do comedy, what else would you do? Yeah, I would do sales because essentially it's comedy, right? You're yeah, just- I was terrible at sales though. Oh, really? Because I don't believe in it. If I don't believe yeah. in a product, yeah. I can't. I, I work so many different sales. Not to mean to cut you off, but no, like, I work so many sales jobs. I did real estate. I made a shit. I have a whole another story about making hundreds of thousand dollars in real estate and on one deal and then spending all that money in a year and like ending up like in an insane debt and like ruining my life. Really? But like had a sick ass Mercedes AMG for like a month. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was on lease. And then they immediately took it back. I actually, I stole why do you it think that Jeff has me on a spreadsheet? Because he says, Heather, Damn. now you're touring, you're making some money. He's like, well, I got to rein you in because I'm a Pisces in my actual astrological breakdown. It says, you know, sensitive, empathetic, creative, terrible with money. Mm. That's just me. And he wrote that in. And he wrote that in. Yeah. Well, so he's as trying your financial to rein advisor. In. Right. Here's the thing. I think, have you ever had a lot of money before? Did you do anything before? No, I've worked every restaurant job. I mean, I made a lot of money bartending. Yeah. It was stupid and I didn't have a lot of expenses. So I was cash heavy. It was kind of like being a stripper. I was real cash heavy. Yeah. Cash heavy though. If I have cash in my pocket. Forget it. Get it out of there. Yeah. What are you doing in there? Right. It just, I, I literally, so I, I went through like $300,000. I never I thought, had I thought another money. million was coming into me. Like this right. was during the boom in Florida. Like if you looked up, remember like the big short where those two Miami guys are like the dumbest real estate people. Yeah. That's who me and my business partner Rusty were. Yeah. And it's a whole long story, but like we sold one orange grove, like 60 acres. Right. And, and then I'm making all this money. And uh, I just thought money would just keep. This is the easiest thing ever. And that's what happens when you make money overnight. You're like, oh, this is easy. You know, like everything's easy. And then I felt bad to buy myself a nice purse. Like I got a little bit of the tour money and I went into a store and I I wouldn't even buy it at Gucci. I said, I'm going to wait till I go see the outlet because I'm going to Italy in like three weeks. I was like, I'm going to wait to the outlet because I feel too bad. And Jeff was like, you can buy yourself something. One nice thing. One. But I'm like, I'm so afraid it's going to go away. You know, I know. But he also... I think he, he loved you and I'm not yeah. going to say anything bad yeah. about him, but do what you wanted. Don't feel like. No, he was telling me. I know, I know, but he shouldn't yeah. even have to t- like I tell know. yourself that. Right. You deserve it. I right. mean, it's going to run out and you're going to be poor again and you're going to end up living, you know. But then my sex tape will drop that nobody wants to And then you're going to lose even more. <laughs> and I'm going to lose even and then everyone will sue me just because they weren't ready for that. Okay. But- <laughs> That's the thing, dude. There's nothing sadder than someone dropping us. Nowadays, there's too many sex tapes. Like right. Paris Hilton, uh, Kim Kardashian, Pamela Anderson. Yeah. There were no other ones. There was not Pornhub. There wasn't so much porn out there. You're going to, people are going to try to recreate, like get their career going. You're not going to, nothing's no. going to happen. Maybe for three days, people are going to go, Hey, did you see, you know, Natalie Portman's asshole? Yeah. But you know, I, I just, you know, I just, it, okay. Okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. Sweet. That's a wrap. Okay. So you I had maybe money. hers would be nice. That would be. Yeah. So then, yeah, I ended up the market crash. I lost my apartment that I bought for two twenty. It was worth $60,000 six months later. I lost my, I got my car repoed from my dad's house. My dad has a nice house. And yeah. the repo guy was like, this don't add up. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, just take my Yukon out of here. Just take it. Just take it, man. Don't look at me in the eyes. Yeah. 
He's like, it's not starting. I was like, I know. It's I know. Like, I don't know what's happening. Just, just get and it. And then just that led you to comedy. No, I did. Well, that didn't even, well, that was at like 25. And then I like tried like a couple different things. Oh no, no, no. I'm sorry. That was like 28. I still kind of, even when the market crashed, I still was kind of doing real estate then in Orlando after Vero beach and then moved to New York. I want to be a screenwriter. Right. Thought, Hey, I would sell a screenplay Honestly, for it's a lot of work. I wrote a movie. Yeah. It was the worst movie. <laughs> Yeah, I should have, we should read it next time. I'm yeah, like, let's do it. Let's do a live it's reading. It's called Laughers for Hire. It's about two professional laughers going to LA to uh, take on the laughing game. Okay. And then computers come out and Ruin there's no their lives. need for, yeah, there's no need for real life laughers. I know it sounds brilliant when you right. hear it, but I'm telling you, when you read it, it's not as, it's not like Shawshank. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Mm-hmm. So anyways, long story short again, uh, I end up going back to Florida. Oh no, no. I go to New I go to New York. <laughs> I end up working for my brother. I have a panic attack while working for him. Oh, I worked in uh, as a fishmonger for a while. Right. Cutting fish. Then I worked for my brother, had a panic attack in Miamisburg, Ohio when I was working in a factory. Mm-hmm. Went back to Florida, ruined me, me and my brother's relationship for a while. It was terrible. Went worked in nursing sales, like because my dad was a doctor. Right. So I'm getting like all these jobs just because of family stuff, right. you know, like connections and stuff. And like, that's because I was lazy and I never did anything for me because I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Really. Right. So anyways, I end up working and like I would go into these doctor offices and I would never sell the nursing. Like right. at home nurse, I would just go in there and be like, hey, good sandwich. <laughs> hey, you like the sandwich? There's cheese on that one. Uh-huh. And there's that's tuna fish. And I would just point out the different food and then go, okay, got go. a good one. I hope you enjoyed it. Like that was it. I never got to the pitch because I was like, I didn't want to memorize or whatever. And I ended up, my buddy gets a, got a divorce and his buddies paid for an improv class, uh, not improv, a com- at the improv, yeah. a stand up class. And he did it. And then like, he knew how ridiculous I was. He's like, dude, you got to do, do it. it. And that's how I got into it. He just paid for the class for me mm-hmm. and I did it in Palm beach. And then a year later I moved to New York and then I was, here we a, are. well, yeah, I was a dog walker for seven years and Nikki found me dog walking. I love that. She took a picture of me. I told you that story and put it on Instagram, me walking a dog with wheels. And then she hired me as a dog walker and then she slowed. Found out you were funny. Yeah. And then I was doing stand up. I was ready. I was, you know, yeah. seven years into stand up and, and now, yeah, now I'm a full-time comic and I'm going on the road and it's fucking dope. Yeah. It's wild, isn't and it? And I've like worked on myself and newly single. So, you know. <laughs> well, if you're newly single, when you're ready, I will put you on my Instagram because you know, I've gotten, everyone is getting married. If you don't want to get married, you don't have to yeah. get married. But if you you want to date, I w- I'm a matchmaker. That's the Yenta in me. I will put you up and I will set you up with some fabulous women. I love love and I love to match people up. I do too. No pressure. When you're ready, you come to me and I will put you out there because you're a great guy. Oh, thank you. You are. If you can't see him, he's a handsome Jewish man, funny, He's an Aries. I know. I'm everything. I'm everything a woman wants. I have, you know, a a golfer's penis. A golfer's (laughs) penis. Lives in Bushwick. And a bowler's balls. That's what they say. Yeah. I live in Bushwick, but, you know, things are happening. I'm I'm going on a theater tour next year. If you go to NikkiGlazer.com, you can see all my dates. (laughs) I open for everywhere, you know. And I've seen... Andrew perform and he's funny as shit. Thank you. Like I, LOL. 
I'll, these motherfucking neighbors, I'm trying to compliment you and they're slamming doors. You're really funny. You are Thank really you. funny. And you're the best. You're the best. I mean, this, uh, this friendship, I don't know, like maybe in my head, I, uh-huh. I'm seeing like really happy that we've met and right. I'm not just saying that. Yeah. But like, like I asked, I was like, Hey, do you want me to do the pod? Like yeah. a couple of days. And then you were like on a plane and stuff. I was like, Oh man, she just said that just to like, she really doesn't like, I'm, I'm like going through all these things. Like she, I mean, I oh, thought you're we had a connection. Oh, uh-huh. I was like, I thought we had a nice connection and you know, I, you know, I'm from the <laughs> South. She's from the South. We were laughing. So, I mean, we had so many stories, but maybe this was all like, she hates me. I think probably. Oh no, I'm straight. I'm straightforward. Okay. No, I thought you were hysterical. Yeah. And I need a lot more straight guy friends in okay, my life. Cool. I do. I, I'm a, like kind of grew up with that. Like I, I need more, some bros. Also, you'd love Jeff. Yeah. Do you watch sports? I get along very well with men. Okay. Like a lot of <laughs> people too. like, cause I open for Nikki and I'm around yeah. women so much. They think I'm a little beta bitch. I don't think you're a beta bitch at all. But like. No, I can like. Throw, I feel like I you could hit me. Punch. You yeah. could hit me. Oh, dude, I could hit all over you. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. leave you with so many bruises. Yeah, I feel like you're like one joke away from just beating the shit out of me. You wouldn't even have to be a joke. <laughs> <laughs> could be just. <laughs> you could say something sad. I'd punch you. Okay, let's. It could be a compliment. We could talk. Say for... one more compliment. I'll fucking knock you out <laughs> in your own place on your white couch. Yep. Okay, maybe we shouldn't do so. Okay, and so with domestic I'll get you abuse. out of here. I'll get you out of here. I don't want to leave. I know we've literally been talking forever. So because this is the absolutely not podcast, and I haven't even gotten to the voicemails, it's just I I want to hear though. Do you have an absolutely not in your life? It could be or an absolute yes. It could be something that you're loving right now, or something you're just like, why haven't we broken this down? Okay. I have, I I didn't know that that's what we do here. Yeah. Cause I, we've been chit chatting for so long. I didn't even bring it up. I kind of, yeah, I'm more of like, you know, a free speaker, uh-huh. you know, I don't really accept myself by, um, mm-hmm. by, um, what's it called? Segments. Yeah. If uh-huh. you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a segment man. <laughs> uh, if you will, if you will. Right. You know, will. And, uh, if you. Um, so mm-hmm. I, <laughs> people go, so I just love the idea of repeating something and people losing their mind. In their car. Right. Like, Being like, shut the fuck up. Shut the up. fuck up and get to the point. And right. We're into this for absolutely not. Stop saying segment, Will. If you will. <laughs> um, so I, this is my biggest pet peeve. I uh-huh. fly a lot. I know a lot of, con- can you believe the airport? Can you believe it? And this happened. It's a funny story too. I hate, if you're out there, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Get up from your seat. When we finally dock at the plane, if you're fucking in seat 34, you wait for 33 Thank and you. 32 and you get in a fucking line. Yep. This is America. Yep. There's fucking lines. You're not VIP where you're paying. You didn't pay for first class, bitch. You're mm-hmm. back here with the rest of us and you just skipped an old lady who has a bad hip because you have to go fucking get your Starbucks or maybe you have Absolutely a connection. If you have not. a connection, I could tell. I can tell connection face versus I can smell it versus I think I'm better than you face. I can smell you're trying to get to Boca. I can smell you got to connect to Philly. That's fine. Connection. Uh-huh. If I can smell a connection yep. and you're, I get it. Cause then there's an urgency. Right. That like, Oh, I'm going to get there. And you right. maybe say it, but if you're not looking at me in the fucking eye, uh-huh. cause I know you just want to skip me. Right. And you think you're better than this fucking line and you might have anxiety and I feel bad if that's the case. <laughs> but if it's not anxiety or a connection, <laughs> or you're, you're having a panic <laughs> attack. Absolutely not. <laughs> 
So this happened to me, motherfucker. This motherfucker skipped me. And I fuck, I was right behind him and I start cursing him out. Mm-hmm. But I have my headphones in and I'm like saying it to myself. Like, so you're passive aggressively? 27 E mm-hmm. piece of shit. You know when you're fucking like. I bet been, your name's Nathaniel. Yeah, fucking, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. call yourself Natty Ice, you <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. bitch. Uh-huh. But I didn't realize because I had the headphones in. I was saying this all out loud. Right. And he could hear the whole thing. And he turns around with his balding ponytail. And I was like. Which is an aggressive move in the first place. Yeah. You can't be named Nathan Tail. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So I end up fucking pretending that <laughs> I was listening to a rap song. <laughs> So I just start rapping all the things I was saying, right. but with just a beat. Right. I was like, you muff 27 E, turn around, mm-hmm. bitch, motherfucker, ponytail, motherfucker. <laughs> turn around, bitch, turn around. And he looks at me like, this is the worst rapper right. I've ever heard. This is right. a little Jew head. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but like, yeah, that's my absolutely not. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I just, I, I, I don't understand how people can't be aware. Mm-hmm. Be aware out there. If you're fucking standing in front of stairs, be aware, be aware. If you're fucking walking back and forth, looking at your phone, like a goddamn alligator, uh, be aware. But here's the thing. This comes full circle because we're comedians. We're so observant. And I think it's our burden. It's our cross to bear. I am. Con- I know what's happening at every moment of every second. I've got eyes in the back of my head. I'm absorbing so much that I think people are really and truly. It's a bigger picture thing. People are insensitive to the fact that comedians have to it, it, see all this. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. People aren't thinking of us. And, yeah. that, and that's what it comes down to. And they shouldn't be. <laughs> they really shouldn't. Okay, Andrew, where can people find you? Fucking <laughs> On tour with Nikki. Yeah, and I do my own thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually, I have a podcast. You did it. You were my... F- my favorite guest. Aren't yes. I? I don't just say that when I yes. do other people's podcasts, but I did say it to three other people. Okay. <laughs> um, no, you were my favorite. You really were. Like, there's a connection here right. that that is beyond blood, mm-hmm. beyond semen, <laughs> beyond spit. It really is. I can't wait to leave here and be like, I think I overdid it. <laughs> you can never overdo it on here. <laughs> um, so I have a podcast called Puddles uh-huh. with Andrew Collin. It's been so much fun. I've had like 12 episodes. Uh, I, I really, I love it. You're amazing. You're, you're the last one. Um, and then uh, Andrew T. Collin on Instagram. And then, yeah, I'm on tour. If you can literally go to NikkiGlazer.com. I'm coming to, when's this come out? Um, probably two weeks. Two weeks. I'll probably be in DC that weekend. Great. At the Improv. And then at the turn of the year, she's doing a theater tour. Hell yeah. And I'm going to get to perform at fucking theaters and it's going to be unbelievable i love it uh, i'm here for it i'm single now and i'll put him up ladies ladies and gentlemen thank you andrew colin follow him andrew t colin on instagram and we'll be back will we i I don't i feel like i gotta do an outro (laughs) thanks for coming in apologizing i'm gonna do an apology (laughs) outro after this i said men's art sorry it's fine it's fine love and light bye I don't know about y'all, but I get hangovers like you wouldn't believe. I'm talking face down, ass up. Like I'm, I have the Sunday scaries. I'm calling upon the, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Like literally don't know what I'm going to do. And honestly, in my thirties, I don't have time for that. I've got too much to do. We are booked. We are busy. The good thing is I found this product called DHM Detox and it is my go-to drinking buddy. It's basically a vitamin for people who love to drink. 
no one's ever going to take my two dirty martinis away from me. But the good thing is I can fight off a bad hangover by taking DHM detox the night before while I'm having a couple cocktails and it's changed my life. What people don't really realize is that actual like hangovers are caused by a product buildup, which is essentially a toxin that's in alcohol. It's the way your body breaks it down. So here's the deal. If you take DHM detox, you're not going to have brain fog, nausea, headaches, any of that next day, like anxiety, Sunday scaries. All you do, you take two capsules after your first couple of drinks and it goes to work by breaking down the toxins and it provides for your liver support. That's what you really need. As long as your liver can flush it out, you're going to be good. It's a blend of herbal ingredients and vitamins that are optimized to fight off the negative effects after drinking. The ingredients in DHM are just a natural extract used in Asia for centuries. And you know, everybody in Asia knows what's good. Basically, they've been using this in Asia to prevent hangovers. And it comes from a Japanese raisin tree, also known as the tree of gods for all of its great properties. The product also has things like milk thistle, prickly pear, NAC, B-complex, and electrolytes. So mix that all together and you take that while you drink and you're going to feel like a champ the next day. It's got convenient little packs. You just throw them in your purse, take them on the road, anywhere you go. It's now truly a part of my drinking routine. I always keep them in my purse so I don't ever have to panic that I'm going to feel bad the next day. Here's the thing. It has a risk-free purchase. So if you don't feel better after taking the product, all you have to do is let them know and they'll give you their money back. It's literally a no-brainer. Listeners get 20% off their first order. Just head over to dhmdetox.com. Use my promo code absolutely at checkout. That's D-H as in Heather, M as McMahon, detox.com. Also, there's free shipping if you buy more than a couple of boxes. So if you have any questions, send all your messages at dhmdetox on Instagram and use my code absolutely for 20% off your order. Hey, Heather, it's Sarah. I just wiped off puke off my child in the backseat as I was going to call you. And believe it or not, that's not my absolutely not today. That's just, you know, the reality that you have when you have unprotected sex. So the main reason why I'm here, besides the fact that I stopped taking Adderall for the first time in like 18 months, and I just like don't even know anything anymore. And I've been double fisting Cheez-Its like it's my job today. I want to talk about the fact that there is, like, no one that we can make fun of anymore, except for white conservative males. And I'm not here to say that we shouldn't make fun of white conservative males. Absolutely we should. I just miss the days of Seinfeld, and I miss the day of, days of Friends, and I miss The Office, and I miss these great sitcoms that nowadays would not fly if they were broadcasted because everyone would be so offended by everything. So as a millennial, I love to be offended. Sure. Like this offends me obviously, but I'm so sick of not being able to poke fun of anyone unless they are a white conservative man. So sick of it. Um, That's about it. Let's talk about it. Love you. Sarah, this made me laugh so hard. Holy shit. This is funnier than shit. Um, I mean, wow. How did we even unpeel this? This is like a six part series. One, I'm so sorry you got vomited on, but you're a good mom and you're doing, you're really doing the most. Two, thank you for reminding me how pregnancy happens. I am so terrified of getting pregnant right now. I'm on birth control, knock on wood, knock on wood real hard. Because here's the deal. I know that you bitches, all of you would think it's great content and my life is just getting started and it would be a big wrench in the plan. But I know if we had a baby, it'd be beautiful, whatever, yada, 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 yada. I still, it's just, I'm, you know, your girl's not ready. 
But I love that honesty. You're like, <laughs> that was just such a raw moment, you know? Well, that's what happens when you don't wrap it up or pull out, you know? That was great, Sarah. Thank you for that human moment. That was such a bit of just feminine power and prowess. I'm so glad you shared that with me. Three, where do we draw the line? Here's the thing. I think this voicemail came on a great night, um, great morning, whenever you're listening to this. Because, you know, as you just listened to the episode with Andrew, and I try to get him to stay for the voicemails, but truly, um, you know, he's a white male. He's Jewish, though. So we can, he and I can throw back and forth Jewish jokes. But it is, we talk about it a lot. And that's the thing. When I, when I hang out with my comedian friends, really, there's nothing that we don't discuss. And... I hear you. You know, it's it's one thing to say things on Instagram because, and I try and be very, you know, pretty open and honest and everybody's fair play, but I'm very also self-deprecating. Like the first person I'm going to make fun of is myself because truly you have to speak from a place of truth, right? And I, I can tell you and make fun of myself because I've been through certain things. But I agree. We've, we're a soft society. God, The Office was the best show ever. If you like The Office, you need to watch Dairy Girls. Daddy Girls. It's so funny. You do have to sometimes watch it with subtitles, but but it's raw. It's like that kind of humor. Listen, if you go to England and watch their shows, anything on the BBC, everybody, everybody gets made fun of. And I try to explain to people, I, I've been getting interviewed in all these, inter- like whatever these publications, and I have to be careful because people, you know, will quote you, you know, or misquote you or whatever the fuck I'm trying to say. But basically, you know, they're like, you're not a mean comic. I'm like, no, I'm not. But when I sit around with my comedian friends who are of all different shapes, sizes, ethnicities, races, whatever, spiritualities, all of religions, all of it, we just rip each other apart because that's what we do. And I try to explain to people that comedy is finding a common ground and then peeling back those layers, right? You go out into the world, you observe something, then you peel back the layers of what makes us quote unquote uncomfortable or what makes us different. And then you find common ground with that, right? Everybody's got a crazy grandmother, whether she's Italian, Jewish, Asian, Mexican, black, all of it. Everybody's got a crazy grandmother, but it's true. We do live in a society now where everybody gets really crazy. You know, everyone's like, you said something in 05. I hope that I'm a better person now than I was in 05. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'm just throwing that out as like a random example. But you know what I mean? You can't say anything these days. And yeah, trust me, white men, I mean, it's, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for saying that. And I'm mostly embarrassed for men named Daryl because they've made a lot of mistakes. But I miss having an LOL. And that's why I'm glad you guys got to hear Andrew because Andrew's a buddy and we just sit and we fucking laugh. You know, we were both private school kids and we just love to rip on each other about it. But I, I live in a different, I really live in a little bit of a different headspace when I hang out with my comedian friends, because it doesn't matter. You could sit across from a fellow comic who's Chinese and just, we could rip each other new assholes all day. You know what I mean? And that is our job. That is our, that is our mode of communication. And I just threw out Asian just so it's different than what I am. But do you understand what I'm saying? It's a different world out there. We're getting soft. Listen, if somebody's being mean, you know if they're being mean. I don't like mean people. If we're having a laugh and everything's lighthearted and, and, and you're having a laugh at me and I'm having a laugh at you and we're all on the same page, let's fucking laugh. But if I'm being an asshole, then I'm being an asshole. And then we need to shut it down. 
but I miss The Office. I miss Seinfeld, Friends. You know a show you need to watch and I've encouraged everybody. Now it's on Hulu, Designing Women. It was my favorite show of all time. That was a a show about four smart Southern progressive women because you know it is my job to make the world know that all Southerners aren't fucking idiots and like white supremacist idiots, like absolute ding-dongs. Watch Designing Women. It'll change your life. It's got Dixie Carter, Delta Burke, Annie Potts, Gene Smart. If you don't watch it, then I don't think you need to follow me anymore. It's some of the funniest, most progressive shit. You go back and watch old Golden Girls. That shit will have you roffling, rolling on the floor laughing. It's so fucking funny. Go watch some of those power player women. And they say it like it is and they keep it 100. So as long as you come to my podcast, I'll keep it 100. And this is a safe space. And if you want to call in and make fun of me, do it. 800-213-7503. Roast me. I'll roast you back, bitch. Thanks for that call. Thanks for reminding us to wrap it up. Take your birth control every day. Set a reminder on your phone. Wear condoms. Check your ovulation. And, you know, don't overfeed your baby Cheerios because then they'll vomit on you. Thank you for that PSA. It was a safety PSA. It was a sex health PSA. It was a bridging the gap political PSA. That was a lot. And so for that, that was an absolute yes. I like to start off the voicemails with an absolute yes. Thank you for that call. Now let's get to the next one. Absolutely not. Heather, it's Megan from Austin. I actually met you at Nobu last weekend in Malibu, but I'm really sorry if um, we were annoying. You were on your way to a nice dinner. We were a little overserved. Anyways, I know you're at the airport quite often, so I wanted to share a few absolutely nots with you. First of all, men in sweatpants at the airport, if I can see the outline of your junk, no, go home. Second of all, farting in the the TSA line. Absolutely not. This is disgusting. Farting as you're walking through the airport and making me walk you behind you. Absolutely not. Go home. Thanks. Love ya. Bye, girl. Hey, girl. Thanks for calling in. Actually, you know, I was thinking about you. This was a rowdy bunch for those of you who were not at Nobu with us. I was walking into Nobu in Malibu already feeling way cooler than I should have felt because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not the Nobu kind of gal. And this lovely group of ladies um, who were wasted, they had been drinking all day, living their truth, came up to me. They did say something before I get to the actual voicemail. They said something to me. The first question out of their mouth was, Heather, how many rings do you have around your butthole? And I said, what? And they were like, yes, that's a thing. And they giggled really hard. And you know, when you're like, oh no, oh no, how do I answer this question about my butthole? And they were just dying. They're like, no, 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 sorry. We've been at a bachelorette party and we found out this is a new thing. So before I even get to your absolutely not, I'll say my absolutely not. The fact that I guess people now count the rings This is what you told me. And I know you're not going to remember that you said this, but you said this to me that now is a thing where, where people, if you're, if you're single and you're going to start dating, people want to know, like, I guess the way you described it was there's a tree trunk and your butthole has like lines in it, um, similar to like lines on a tree trunk that tell its age. So you asked me what my butthole looked like. And I said, honestly, haven't seen it in a long time. So um, absolutely not to asking a lady that question. I enjoyed it. It tickled me pink, literally. Um, I, but I sat in Nobu the rest of the night and just kind of thought, do I need to know what my asshole looks like? You know, is this a thing? Does Jeff judge it? Does he look? I don't know. Um, I So I, I want you to know that I felt a little self-conscious the rest of the night because uh, 
that re- that question really threw me for a curve. Okay, but back to your question of an absolutely not men in sweatpants in the airport. I'll tell you what right now. No, it's too much. Okay. And listen, I know every gay man in America is going to be like, oh yeah, I love when I can see their dong. The rest of us don't want to see dong. Gay men are the only people who want to see dong. Okay. And that's fine. Live your truth. But don't come on a flight in gray sweatpants with your dingleberry and your ding dong just breezing in the wind. It's uncalled for. Because here's the thing. Even if I were to get a lady erection, we're on a flight. There's probably an air marshal. Even if you're sitting next to me and I'm single, I can't get on it. There's nothing I can do. So essentially, you're just being a big old tease. Okay? So you're looking at me. Your penis is looking at me through those gray sweatpants. And if I wanted it, couldn't have it. Because if we started getting freaky on a plane, we'd both get arrested. Because you and I both know we can't fit in the lavatory bathroom together. You know what I never understood? Absolutely not the Mile High Club. I don't get it. One, why would you want to have sex in the dirtiest place on earth? Not even on earth, in the stratosphere. Because you're literally not on earth in an airplane. You know, you're in the air. Because that's how biodynamics works. (laughs) I threw out biodynamics as if I even knew what the fuck that meant. Here's the deal. When people are like, ooh, yeah, I got a, ooh, I gave him a BJ on a flight. Why? Even if the guy didn't have herpes, you're going to get a cold sore simply from the germs on the armrest that half your mouth is leaning onto. And you put a blanket over your head while you're, no, it's disgusting. Just get from point A to point B to have a glass of champagne, watch a tearjerker movie, and don't jerk anybody off. Okay. And if the pants didn't make me horny, it's gross. The days that I'm like PMSing and I want to, I want a penis as far away from me as possible are always the days that I get on some flight to, I don't know, Cincinnati. And there's, I've never been there, but I'm just saying Cincinnati. It's a good word to say. And there's a guy who's got, he always has a duffel. Can we just point that out? The guy who comes on with no panties on and just his dingleberry, just, just flapping in the wind. That man always has a duffel bag as his carry on. And his name's always something like Mark. And he's like, what's up? I do CrossFit three days a week. But when I'm not doing CrossFit, I just don't wear underwear and let my balls breathe. Oh, did you also know I don't have a carry-on with wheels? I have a duffel. Absolutely fucking not, Mark. I mean, even if you're try- if you- even if you're a gay man trying to flex, flex your dick, wear a junk strap. So at least it's put together. You know, and then when you're putting your things in the overhead bin, you can just flex your little, the back of your jock strap so everybody gets a little look. And, and to, to, to the end of your question, ma'am, the farting in the airport, you know, the amount of, the amount of butt dust that is out in the world and the amount of people just ripping ass on a daily basis. I swear to God, I was at a farmer's market today, somebody and ran. <laughs> It's why is making that noise with your mouth just so funny? Here's the thing. I consider myself like highly intelligent. I've said this before. We I've said, you know, I'm not Mensa, but there's something about fart jokes that will never get old to me. I truly would laugh with like a, a pack of like 13 year old boys over fart jokes. It just, it makes me laugh. You want to make me laugh? Just, have you, have you ever had the fart app on your phone? It's hysterical. 
download the fart app on your mom's phone and just and put it at the very front next to like text messages and just let her discover it one day. You'll get a phone call. She'll be on cloud nine. She'll be driving her minivan, just laughing her ass off. Literally. I love it. Don't fart in public or at least just put your ass in a bush. TSA has enough to deal with. Like I said, airports and and just airplanes, they're filthy. People are farting. People are letting their genitals hang out. And this sweet lady asked me how many rings I had on my butthole. It's, It's inappropriate. Don't ask me those kind of things. Thank you, ladies, for saying hi. Really made my day. I want to thank y'all, as always, for tuning into the Absolutely Not podcast. When you send me messages every Wednesday when the new episode comes out and you're like locked and loaded and listening, it truly makes my day. As always, thank you for the support. I just feel so honored and blessed and just this is the coolest job ever. I love getting to just sit and chat with y'all and bitch and giggle and LOL. And I'm so sorry that I said the word butthole so many times today. I really apologize. My mom's going to call me in about 15 minutes and scream at me. So just know that that's like (laughs) the devil that's on my shoulder. (laughs) Anyways, as always, tune in, subscribe send it to your friends, send it to your aunt, maybe not your mom this week because it said butthole. But anyways, if you want to call into the voicemail, please, please call into the absolutely not line at 800-213-7503. Again, it's 800-213-7503. Have a blessed week and I'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.